Carson, we're back. Playoffs. I just noticed you're wearing a MASH 2014 shirt. Is that what that is? 15, 17? 17, 17. Either way, regardless, that's good. I'm glad you still got that shirt. Wonder if MASH is still going strong. Uh, how are you, boys? Uh, I'm they'll both shoot it over Jessica right he's not on their team that's not what I meant you norm power Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook whoever whoever you want to put Eric Gordon whoever you want to put in there I know Clippers. that was just to remind you that I know some players on their team (laughs) (laughs) trust me guys I have a basketball I know about basketball I promise I agree with you it is a massive bummer in my own very nerd way, I know they brought up the 38 points and the fact that Kawhi is like this silent scorer again is quite fascinating. The thing that I love about Kawhi that I love this whole time is not only did he play big minutes in both game one and game two, but he's been a defensive stalwart against KD this whole series. And it's like taking him, not taking him out because you can't take out KD, but have played fascinating defense this series, these first two games. And it has been amazing to watch. I forgot how fun a defensive Kawhi, like fully full strength Kawhi Leonard is, and it's a his, you know, that fun. was it. Go ahead, go ahead. Just in general, it's a little like Davion Mitchell and Steph Curry's stat line won't reflect the stat line. I'll still say KD has twenty five. You know, no change on my part. And right at the screen, and play hard defense off the ball, and so back to the side. Not go all ass like a real road. But like you can pop it so much the way guys fight over some eight skip and load it in twelve and guard. It's got lots of I got seven, and it's a swing a series because of how small we're playing. Seven games in 14 days back here. So, like, and there's only 17, 18 guys who are consistently on the floor. So, if one of them completely outperforms. Like, it's just how math works out that it's going to be a bigger boost to your team. Well, and to your point, too, like, those performances are, are the most important because while that guy is having a great performance, the other role guys can kind of have that night off. You know what I mean? So that's a very interesting way of looking at it. So we'll see. Uh, who, what's your next pick? Um, I guess it has to be Wolves Nuggets. I don't even really like. I'm not like disheartened. Like I just, I just don't really like. They're gonna like they're gonna lose the series. It's gonna go maybe five. Like I'm I'm pretty Calvinist on this one. I just don't really see the point. <laughs> like, I what? Well, okay, so I totally agree with you. I'm. I think I told you this during the playing games. I was like, I would rather see the Thunder in here. And I think yeah, that would be more interesting. They're not into, like, the Wolves aren't interesting. They're not likable. Like, I get it. It's fine. I, <laughs> well, like, but but then it's this weird thing, too, because game two, they're down, what is it, 20 or whatever it is, come storming back, get the lead to start the fourth, and then they just poop it down their leg. And it's like, what? There's so much. They're so frustrating because there's so much hope there. You know what I mean? But they just every time they just like they're like a kid, and he just he just ruined it. He just breaks the last toy year's, every time. Last year's playoffs were actually really good for me because without last year's playoffs, then this year's playoffs would be like a whole new experience. But because of last year, I'm like, there's no, like I can I can wholeheartedly tell you, I never believed for a single set. Like I'm not doing a woe is me sports fan thing. I did not believe for a single second they were going to win that game last night. And like, that was fine, but it was just background noise. Like, even when they were going on that run, like, it was just background noise for me. Like, it wasn't, yeah, wasn't anything else. Like, I, I was more into 
I was almost more into the play-in games because it felt like there was something actually at stake, you know? Yes. Like the playoffs felt like the goal where like the play-in games was like, you know what? We can survive this. I'll be happy. Like the game I was most into was that Pelicans or was that uh, Lakers playing game and the Pelicans end of the regular season game. Like those felt the, the biggest. And then as for this, like, yeah, Jokic is just going to cook them for 41 minutes. And when he's not, we're going to get bubble Jamal Murray and we're getting bubble Jamal Murray. It's just over for us, which again, it says a lot about the nuggets. They're pretty good. Good enough to the point where, like I said, I just, I'm like, okay, whatever guys have fun playing basketball. Well, I, okay, so a couple of interesting points. Hey, we did get Bubba Jamal Murray, which I think is a huge development. And I hope huge, it stays de- that way. Huge development, dude. He's awesome. <laughs> like, talk about a guy you forget how fucking good he is. Uh, dude, he's so good. And, like, it's a huge development for the Nuggets' finals hopes. Like, they need that guy. They need him or Porter to be that guy consistently. Like, we talk about, you know, you expect your stars to play that well. The Nuggets are in a weird spot where they have the one star that's going to, you know, is going to show up. They almost have, and then two and three, they almost need to like morph into one, like be one star where both of those, at least one of those two dudes needs to be playing well in a game for them to win. And so if you can get a, if you're going to get a consistent Jamal Murray throughout the playoffs and then you can sprinkle in some Porter games, then you're really cooking with fire instead of, up and down Jamal. Murray yeah, you want to be sprinkling in your MPJ. You don't want to be chopping yeah. up your MPJ. You want to be giving them just a little garnish on top. Exactly. So if you can make Jamal a bigger part of the meal, then like, all right, we're we're really cooking here. We got something going. So that was probably the biggest development in this series. The thing that is so interesting to me about the Wolves, you brought up the last playoff series and how it kind of prepared you for this one. They traded not half their team, but they traded a lot of guys, right? Got rid of D'Lo, yada, yada, yada. Yet somehow, I know that they added Mike Conley, who's a grown-up, but like they don't feel like they've matured or learned anything. And it's so frustrating. And I don't know if it's the addition of Gobert and everyone's just like, nah, because Gobert just makes everyone go, nah. But like Pat doesn't seem like he's any smarter. Edwards doesn't like he he got it a little bit in game two, but doesn't feel like he's he's grown of like all right, like year two, I'm, I'm smarter about this. I know how to probe, all this other stuff. He's just like, I'm Anthony Edwards. I'm 20, I'm athletic, and I'm going to kill dudes. Like, he, they didn't learn from the Grizzlies thing, and that's what makes it so frustrating because they're tantalizing. They have the ingredients, but they just fumble. The, they're like the dude with the pot of chili or Kevin in the office, and they just fumble the chili every time. You know it's going to happen. They didn't learn a damn thing. Cat is just the biggest spaz in the NBA for for all these other guys who chip at reps and throw elbows and stomp on people. At least they're just not huffing up the floor. Like he's just he's just huffing up the floor. And when anything goes wrong, you can see it in his shoulders. You can see it on his face. Like no one takes missing shots more personally than him. Like he literally looks like a fifth grader out there. Like it's it's, and when he's Dude. your best player or maybe your your second best player, whatever you want to call him, like it's it's just a recipe for disaster in a playoff series. Like I said, the best word I can say is he's just kind of a spaz. Like he's completely erratic. He has no control. He's not. He's the opposite of poised. Like I've Dude. never seen someone look like they're being patient. I have so little poise playing so slow, like catching the ball and just waiting for a double team, like looking like you're pro it, but you're just not like, you're just standing there. 
And like, it's just a, a great summary of who he is as a player and a person as he just kind of waits for the talent that he knows he has, but thinks he's a little better than he is, which again, to his credit, probably why he's in the NBA and he is really good. But the, the mismatch in like how he perceives himself and how he actually plays is so evident by the way he plays because he thinks he can bail himself out of, out of so many situations. And then when he doesn't, he acts so surprised that he couldn't bail himself out of an impossible situation and then looks around at teammates, refs, coaches with that look of surprise. Uh, you've nailed it so well. I'm just going to put it in a nice little package because you already said please, the word. Please do. Cat is Cat is the dude in fifth grade who's like one of the top eight most athletic dudes who's like but on the outskirts of that, like he's like seven or eight, but he's the guy he's like that one seven or eight dude who's like, I'm very confident. Like I've watched enough sports center. I know what's going on. Oh, that's a foul, that's a shooting foul, that's three seconds. Like he's the guy that does that, and then he's the guy that like talks like he like just played a video game. And his only words are just like creative player words. Like, this is a movie. This is real life, man. This is so cool. Like, that is Cat to a T. He just happens to be seven feet tall and be like extremely skilled on the offensive side of the basketball. Like, he was that kid and then just got lucky because he became seven feet and good. So, like, he still has that personality. And it's the most frustrating personality in the world. And he has like the maturity of a fifth grader in his brain where he's like, uh, uh, like he thinks he knows what he wants to do, but his brain hasn't like quite, quite caught up to it yet. So he can't get his body to move there. And then he gets really frustrated when like it doesn't happen for him and he blames everybody else. And you're like, dude, you just turned the ball over because you waited too long. Like this is on you. Like he's such a frustrating player and this Wolves team is so frustrating and they encapsulate him which is really annoying because they should encapsulate Anthony Edwards, but they don't. And so it's just really frustrating. Mike Conley can't fix it, and the Nuggets are probably going to beat them in four or five games, and it's just kind of a bummer. And I I would really – I would much rather would have had the Thunder in here to be no center Thunder and be super weird and get some SGA games. Yeah, well, they got blown of, out, so what's Yeah, you up? did. Bra- brag what's about up? it. All right. Eight seed, back-to-back. First time since 03, 04, 04, 05. Raise the banners, baby. Uh, uh, my it, turn. It's, Can I pick? Can I pick? Yeah, sure. What do you What do you got? This is This is the default uh, because the other one I like am legitimately refusing to watch. But uh, Sixers Nets. It's also got a little spicy now that Harden had a flagrant two, Joel had a flagrant one, which will probably result in a suspension for game four. Stixers almost lose game three, but now they're up 3-0. So obviously at the very bottom here of the spectrum of interest in either they win next game or they win at home game five. seems pretty easy here. Um, It's been intriguing. I think the only thing that's been intriguing about this series to me is the the Nets portion of this where they're like, where they've gone double and beat. Like they're like the Iowa – Hawkeyes women's team of like the NBA where there's like, here's the kitchen sink. Here's all the weirdo plays and defenses we got in the back of the playbook. Like we're just going to throw them at you. Like I, that's our only hope here. And so I got, they've thrown a bunch of weirdo looks at the Sixers. Cam or Cam Johnson has been great. Malik Bridges has been really interesting in terms of development as a player. 
in these playoffs, and I like that he's getting these playoff minutes. I know he's had experience with the Suns, but being the number one guy, it's been great to watch him evolve and grow. Um, but, yeah, this Nets team just doesn't have the talent for the Sixers team. And I will say it was interesting. When Harden went out in this game, I felt like the Sixers kind of got bogged down. I know that Maxi and Embiid kind of carried them in the end there. Um, so I'm glad that that fourth quarter was good for the Sixers. That bodes well for their their future prospects, which I'm happy for because that means that the Celtics Sixers series that were seem to be on a collision course for should be better. Um, but yeah, I'm just really, really, really not that interested in the series outside of the fact that I want to see if the Nets are gonna throw out five dudes under six feet to guard and beat, or if they're gonna throw out a bunch of seven footers, or what they're gonna do. So, but that's the only thing that's interesting to me, um, and and Bridges. That's yeah, I was just more interested. I think he brought it up pretty well. I was more interested in Bridges if he had as much firepower as it looked like he might at the reg- end of the regular season. If they could maybe steal one right away, and on the same other end of that coin, uh, I was just interested if these Sixers would take care of business, which they have. They're up three zero. They're probably going to sweep them or go five, and actually set up that series with the Celtics. So that was more my thing. It was just like what was the demeanor of the Sixers. Would they get in any trouble? Would there be any turbulence? I don't know if they'll win that second round series. I don't think they will. I want them to. I'll be rooting for them. But it was at least nice to just, to, like I said, to see them play well, do what they need to do, pretty drama-free. And I think they'd take anything drama-free into the second round. So, And the other point I would add, too, the other one other interesting aspect has been Harden. Um, seems like he's uh, really important to the Sixers team, which I didn't fully expect. I knew, obviously. Um, it always felt like it beats team, but now with him kind of going out and him struggling a little bit and all that other stuff, like Harden's role is very integral to the Sixers team. So as we get further into the playoffs, injuries, energy, whatever it may be, I'll be curious to see how he evolves. And I think as he goes, the 76ers team will go. Um, all right, we got one last one, right? You got last pick? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Celtics Hawks. I have no – None. I mean, it's just. Brett, how, I, I mean, I, how I, would you feel? How would you feel? I, I listen. To how I feel about being a Wolves fan. I feel I'm not kidding. At least two and a half times better than I would as a Wolves fan than if I was a Hawks fan. Like I don't know what they do or where they go. And talk about narratives. I think one of the biggest like. I, or what could be or probably should be an overblown narrative is like, what to do about Trey Young? Does Trey Young stink? Trey Young stinks. For a high <laughs> usage player, like you could grab 80 guys and put them at this usage and they for an, an entire season. Like I held out the benefit of the doubt. I was letting him dine off the 2021 playoffs. It was fine with me. I didn't want to criticize him. I liked DeJounte Murray. I love that they brought him in. I thought he might be able to do some off-ball stuff. Like I said, you could probably give me 50 guards in the NBA who could put up the same numbers that he put up this season and put up more of a fight in the playoffs than he is right now. So that's my only piece. And then to have the Celtics doing it, to have the Celtics look so good with all their pretty little wide open shots. Give me a fucking break. (laughs) Uh, Two things. One, uh, to your Trey Young point, uh, that guy, the other reason that I think he is – that neither of us really like him that much and everyone seems to be okay to move on with him is that uh, he just like burns through coaches. I feel bad for Quinn. Like I feel really, really bad for Quinn and I'm not sure why he took that job, but like 
he seems insufferable to coach, like just insufferable. And there's not a ton of stuff you can do with him. Like he has to be, he has to have the ball to be super effective because he's a, a giant negative on the defensive side of the ball. So he has to be a huge positive offensively. And he is sometimes, but not all the time. My, my thing on this series, Brett, you'll like this. I, I, I didn't watch the, the first game. I was like, I think I was driving around doing something. So I checked the score and the, and the Celtics were up 15. And at that moment, on, on my ESPN app, looking at the score, I, I told myself, you know what, Carson? I'm, we're going to make a pact with ourselves. We're not going to watch a single second of this series because it's not worth your time. And I've done that, Brett. I've kept that back. That's an incredible pact. I don't want to watch a moment of this of this series because I know what's going to happen. The Celtics are going to sweep them. The Hawks are bad. Trey Young is frustrating. They're an awful – I mean, the Celtics are an awful matchup for the Hawks. I mean, terrible. Like, they can just swallow Trey Young. DeJounte can't get really anywhere. And, like, they just have way too many wings and people to overpower them. I don't need to watch this series. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be a sweep. I'm really not that worried about it. It's the least interesting series. I don't care. I would have much rather that the Celtics play the Heat and the Hawks play the Bucks. I think that would have been better for both of them. Um, but, hey, whatever. Uh, someone's got to finish last here. And in this case, it is the Hawks. Yep. Uh, I just have one more thing that I'm thinking of before we wrap this up because it feels like we're really hating on the Hawks. So just to be a hater, uh, talk about narratives. Spare me the DeAndre Hunter leap for the rest of my life. I can go without that <laughs> conversation. He's like the seventh best player on an OK team one day. Like that's his destiny. So just felt like I really need to get that off my chest. That's been on my chest for like a year now. So it feels like I can finally let that one out. Well, you know, we'll see what they trade for or who they trade for. Maybe he's gone. Maybe he's not. Change the scenery. I mean, hey, anyone playing with Trey Young, I don't really uh, think they're going to develop very well. That's my more that's my more minutes for Sadiq Bay, maybe. But yeah, I'm with you. I can uh, I can go without that series. I can give or take. I hope for better. Celtics Sixers will at least be entertaining, and that won't be seven eight next round. We'll we'll hopefully get something out of this. So any uh, any final thoughts? Wrap this up in a minute here. No, I just hope that uh, we get some great second-round series set up, and by the time we talk next week, I, I hope that some of these series are decided and we can kind of dive and sink our teeth into the second round because it's going to be a good one, baby. Playoffs are off to a hot start, and they a couple really of these are. Suns, Clippers, Warriors games, all time.